Hello, people. You're welcome to today's edition of the podcast. And I remain Handmark, your host. So, I was talking about productivity yesterday and I was wondering, I kept thinking all through the night and I was wondering, at what point does rest come in in the sequence of productivity and the flawed concept of rest? You know, you see people who have not achieved anything in life and they feel highly entitled to rest you want to sleep everybody has his form of rest so you see a person wakes up in the morning and has done literally nothing just eats breakfast and rest i'm tired step out of the house come back i am tired and you see a lot of that taking place in the lives of young people so you wonder and then yes agreed you don't have a job agreed you do this but then the question is in between those during your day in between those times where you're resting and doing absolutely nothing don't you think that maybe that could actually be a hindrance to your productivity why you're not being able to be consistent majorly because you have a flawed mentality of rest the flawed mentality of rest is that because i have walked all through monday to friday I think my Saturday, nothing should interrupt my Saturday. My Saturdays are used for rest. And then my Sundays are used for rest to recharge to do that. So then the question is, then how then do you get other sources of income? Because I read in a book that said that you need at least seven sources of income to to be solvent, to be rich, to be wealthy. Everybody wants to be wealthy. Everybody wants to be solvent. Everybody wants to have something extra that you can splurge at any time you want maybe you want to go and eat something in a famous restaurant but you're on a budget because you only have one stream of income and that is all you have you want to buy a new shoe like my friend right here you want to buy a new bag like i always do because you can never go wrong with a handbag so i love bags generally so i would always see a bag and actually want to buy i'm not sure that's a healthy attitude but then guess what i'm saying that i should actually not have to budget to plan, to organize, to buy a bag. Something that actually makes me look good and actually gives me joy. I shouldn't have to do all that. So that extra income that you can do a little bit, pamper yourself, do something for you, go out, have fun, sponsor a friend, go out and have fun. You know, and little things here and there, but you can't do anything because you're going to work and then you come back and God forbid, let any other thing interrupt that time because you feel entitled i have gone to work but then the question is there are other skills that you can actually get trained in and you begin to get other sources of income that could actually come in handy so i was thinking of myself today and i was wondering so in i am a speaker i as i'm talking to you now which means that this is some of the things that i actually do i run a podcast and there's um oh yeah i'm an entrepreneur i I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and um, I run a ministry too that caters to women. So every part of it, and the entrepreneur means that I have a lot of outlets and I'm somehow having to manage all those outlets in and out of town and all of that. So in between that, you know, the earliest I go to sleep is 12 and by 5.36 you're up the motherhood kicks in because you have to get ready for the children's school runs and all that and then you have to come back to plan your own life your 
checking on this stage outlets here you're checking on the other outlets there you're doing a lot at once and in between that then you find people who are sitting down carelessly and just doing absolutely nothing and all they're doing is checking on facebook and then later to call you and ask you please can you send me money for data i've not had data for like three days you're doing one tenth of all that i do how are you supposed to have data Naturally, you should be begging for that. And you want to help them to do other things. And they're telling you, oh, we're not like you. We're not like you. We're not like you. The question is, nobody was wired that way. Necessity is the mother of all invention. You get to work. That's the whole concept of purpose. The reason why you feel entitled to rest at all at any given time is mostly because you're a person living without purpose. Because purpose pushes you out of your chair. It's that spring that pushes you to function daily. Because you understand that lives are waiting. A lot of people are at stake. Livelihoods are at stake. I need to go out. I need to be an employer of labor. That is the solution I am bearing. That is dependent on me. So I need to take... That's the burden I carry. I need to answer to the question of unemployment. I am one of those people that I feel led to answer to the question of unemployment, which means creating businesses from scratch, setting up organizations that employ people, which means people's livelihood, those um, uh, organizations or businesses that run on a daily basis need you to sustain it, sustainability. So the question is, what soft skills have you learned? What structure do you have around your life? Apart from the structure, what what capacity have you developed to be able to run and all these things to be running on your mental capacity? Which means that what even the ability to think, people are thinking on what will I eat? You, you're thinking of what would what would I do to generate more income to sustain these things that I need to be able to do more. I will need to give more. You're constantly giving, which means that rest becomes a luxury for you. You hear people going to sleep by eight o'clock. Waking up by six, that's it. So you wonder, that's like four, ten, ten and a half hours. But then I was reading a, a research today that said, if you need eight to nine hours of sleep before you can function, before you can feel rested, before you can even begin to feel energetic, then you're actually you're actually a candidate for type 2 diabetes. And that as a full-blown adult with seven hours of sleep, you're fine. Sometimes six. I'm not against the concept of rest. Rest when you deserve it. And it's worst when you you feel that sleep is the only form of rest. You do realize that actually lying down and actually listening to music to just unwind a little bit is a form of rest. Well, we know we Africans, we believe that the only time you're resting is when you're sleeping. Sleep is not the only form of rest. You can lie down and actually rest. You can unwind with a book. A book that is not re remotely related to anything you're doing. You can unwind with a podcast. Try checking out my podcast. You can actually unwind to the sound of my voice. Mm, yeah. But that's by the way. You can unwind. Find ways to unwind. But not necessarily having to sleep. You close from work. You come back. You're looking to sleep. You sleep. You wake up. Then you cook and do. Then you sleep some more. Every opportunity, then Saturday you're sleeping. So if you calculate all those sleep intervals and all those times that you were, you were not necessarily done with what you needed to do, but you rested and all those in-between times of rest, and if you calculate them put together, you realize that you spent most almost half of your day sleeping. Then how then do you call that person productive? 24 hours in a day and you spent 12 hours resting. Because you felt you needed to rest. Ah, I did this and I needed to. No, when you, you, you decide to catch your breath a little bit. Now, that is relatable. 
but to just simply just condemn the whole daylight resting and you want to be rich and you want to do this and you want to do that how on earth do you become all that you need to become and be useful to the kingdom and it's worse when my, my christian brethren mm, oh my christian brethren who forgot that god had to walk in the process of creation god had to walk for six days before he rested on the seventh day which meant that he was hard at work day one hard at work day two hard at work day three hard at work day four hard at work day five hard at work day six before he rested for one day and when i mean he rested for one day i didn't mean that he condemned he was sleeping from morning to night because we know that god's concept of rest is not necessarily your concept of rest the guy doesn't sleep the bible tells us that our god he does not sleep nor he does not slumber so he doesn't even need that concept, which means all he was doing was stop what he was doing to recalibrate and continue, which means he's self-sustaining, self-existing, and all that put together. So how then do you insist on sleeping every time you get, every opportunity? You're sleeping your life out. You're sleeping your destiny out. You're sleeping every concept that should be forming in your mind even thinking needs you to be alert mental work i realized is actually the hardest kind of work if you've tasked yourself mentally like i i usually would do deep thinking calculating trying to see how things possibilities and things how things would run around you realize you're actually more exhausted than actually doing physical work those are times that you actually need a song to listen to music to listen to other things it's not about sleeping so if you're you're into that kind of work you realize that even to settle down to sleep requires rest you first rest before you sleep now that's rest you're mentally exhausted you're physically exhausted you've given all you need to do you need to find time to rest so that you recalibrate for the next phase it's definitely not sleeping sleeping your life out no that's not it that's definitely not the concept of rest the bible goes on to talk about different forms of rest he talks about it in the books of book of hebrews he talks about it with the children of israel as they were going to the land of rest and we realize that rest in in turn it's inheritance coming into your inheritance and that means your allotment you don't get to rest when you have not found who you are. You don't get to rest when you have not found yourself and understood what you were created to do. You don't get to rest when you've not found a rhythm yet. You don't get to rest at the startup of a business. You find rest at when it has gotten structure, when it is self-existing and it can run itself. Now you, you, you are qualified for rest. You don't rest when you're starting a business. Hi, I've done so many deliveries today. No, you go online and you're still marketing yourself. You're still opening new platforms. You're still marketing yourself at every opportunity you get you don't stop you're not yet entitled to rest the flawed concept of rest is what is giving us problem and guess what that's laziness your body is so not used to hard work your mind is not even used at all then you're wondering why god is not using you the reason god is not using you is because even you you cannot use yourself you're useless and i'm saying it with all righteous indignation you're actually useless to yourself so i'm saying wake up from your slumber and get to work we need to be more productive. We need to be more conscious of what life has to offer and what we have to offer. Let it be that in your existence, when you pass on, there should be a, a, a trail you have left for people to learn from, from people to pick up from and to understand. Let people marvel at what you're able to achieve with so little. 
all the type of people who are, are the reason why I'm sitting down here. If, if only I have money, the kind of business I will do. You're not even a person that I will likely invest money in. Because if it's only money that is the problem, then honestly, you're not a person that I can possibly invest in. That's why before people invest in business, they want you to give them a proposal. They want to see the feasibility study, how it can work and what you can generate. Even the income, what income can be generated over three months, over six months, over a year. So if they are investing their money, let them understand that they can get return on investment. You spend most of your days sleeping. Why would anyone invest in you? Let your tenacity let your perseverance, let your ability to push, let your commitment to what you think you have been called to do. Invite people, invoke people to remove money. Let it compel people to want to invest. Let it compel you, compel an audience for you. Let somebody be able to testify to it. I'm a writer. I think I am called to write. The same, those writers are the people that are asleep. They will say they are trying to form ideas. I've met a writer who spends most of his days sleeping. He says he's trying to get ideas. And most of his ideas, he lies down to get the ideas. And in all of, no book, nothing. We can, you've not been able to write an essay on Facebook. You're a writer. The only thing you do on Facebook is to check the reels and keep laughing. And while you're checking them, the person who is making those reels and creating those content is milking you dry. Is gaining on your account, on your laughter, while you're laughing and living as if there's nothing to life. The person is minting his money. People are creating different things. They are creating reels that help you laugh and while you use your data and borrow data to continue laughing. I get if you're trying to unwind, but it still doesn't make sense. If you're still in self-discovery, you don't have the luxury of rest. A friend of mine was talking to me the fact that she's looking for scholarship. She's applying for courses online and she has been doing a lot of courses to do. So that day she sent a picture of herself for me at 4 a.m. Below the picture she wrote, at 4 a.m. and I've still not even slept and the sun is coming up, you know. And it's like, she told me that of late she realizes she's operating on two, three hours of sleep and she's fine. And she's been pushing and she understands that it's for a season, but she needs to get all of these things right. You see, now that's somebody pursuing purpose. You understand that this season is the season of work. Rest come later comes later when you have developed a structure, when you have developed capacity, when you have developed a tenacity that you know what needs to be done even in your sleep. So when you wake up, you get to work. You're still not figuring things out. When you're still figuring things out, you're not yet at the place of rest. They said when God was done with all of creation, he rested. What have you created? The moment you're closing from work, the next thing is you want to go to a bar to chill. The next thing you want to do is you go to a, 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 a restaurant to go and eat. Guess what? What are you doing? They are not yet rested. Because they are waiting for your type to come. You, so you're spending, you're spending, you're spending. At the end of the month, even your salary cannot sustain you all through. Sustain the lifestyle you have created for yourself. The lifestyle that is propelled by leisure. Is driven by leisure. Pleasure. Nothing more, nothing less. So you keep satisfying the, the pleasure of the body. And guess what? If you sleep, there's a tendency you want to sleep some more. The more you drink, do you want to drink some more? You want to drink some more. And it is the more you, it's addiction for goodness sake. And we reduce addiction to substances, to control substances. No, you can be addicted to a lazy attitude. Just the moment you relax a little bit and you want to, okay, what I, I need to do by 12, I can do by one. You realize that you suddenly want to push it to two. Since you could push it by one and nobody died, you should push it to two. I know that introduces procrastination. In everything, there's a time and a season. 
when the season comes to work, get to work. Don't spend tomorrow today. Even time is money. Your time is very precious. Precious enough for you to guard it with all diligence as your heart, of course. So I don't know. I just felt moved in my spirit. You you go to the streets, especially here in Africa, and I'm talking from Nigeria. You go to the streets, you find able young men on the road. I remember we're driving with my husband one of those days and somebody stopped us and said, please, his family, he came to the ATM and his family were not... Uh, are waiting for him have not eaten all day and somehow the atm swallowed his card and all that and he gave this sub story and it was i was so empathetic to his plight and i was thinking okay so what do we do here while i was still thinking guess what my husband just drove and i asked him well, he said this is the third time he's telling him the same thing he has met him in this same spot this is the third time so that man wears suits every day to go and beg a polite way of begging. You see, able-bodied people. I met someone and um, asked her, okay, you don't have a job to do, so what What? what, what, do, what do you need to do? She said, at this point, she can do anything. I said, okay. So there's somebody I know who wants to clean, wants somebody to clean her house. Can you do that for a sum? And it was a fair money above what is expected and obtainable. And she said, at her level, she cannot do that. No, your level is hunger. When you're hungry, you should be willing to do anything. Your basic sustainability, you should realize that it's, it's hunger should be a propelling factor that you should want to go and look for. It should propel your creativity. So I don't know why people get more redundant in the place of hunger, in the place of lack, rather than become more creative. That is enough sponsor for, your cre for creativity for you to begin to generate something. A person came to me and talked about the fact that he feel God is calling him into ministry and this. And I asked him, I said, good. So that means you're going to begin to grow a little, little by little. He said, yes. So he's been praying. And I said, okay, while you're praying, can you please pray of, on how you support yourself in this ministry until the ministry can support itself? He said, no, he, he trusts that God will send people. I said, no, sustainability. You don't go to people looking hungry. You don't go to people begging. There's a way you present yourself itself that does not necessarily attract investors. Let people see that what you're doing is productive and let them see you winning. So let them see. But before the platform is generated properly and it has a structure and it's running smoothly, you should be willing to do anything to sustain the dream. That is also for a good cause. Don't support redundancy in the name of God. And guess what? Even in the place of prayer, if you're asking the right questions, I believe that God will tell you what you need to do in this season to be able to sustain it. There are lots of things that you do to also build capacity. I believe that you want to run a school. Good. Then you need to, first of all, walk in a school to understand the workings of the school. A person came to work at one of our schools and the first thing he, she said was the reason why she was looking for a different job was because they've not, she has not been paid for five months. And the woman said... There's no money. There's no money. That's all she's been saying. And since she's a married woman with children, she believes that uh, she needs to look for another source of income. So we have those kind of schools. Poor management. And mainly, the reason behind it is what? 
lack of capacity, proper planning, understanding, management of resources. I'm not saying it cannot be so bad. It, it's possible that things get so bad until they get good. But it should not be consistent, which means that the person itself, herself or himself has not generated the necessary capacity. So sometimes, yes, the goal is to own a school, but you work in a school to understand what it takes to be a teacher. Work in admin to understand what it means to really run a school. Gain the necessary knowledge and know how to... In fact, use where you're working as a case study to be able to understand how not to do it that way. To know how to run a school wrongly and how to run it rightly. So you go to work in the morning. When you close from the school, you come back and you're beginning to do research. You're beginning to understand the name and what you want to call the school. You're beginning to look for location. You're going out to check lo possible locations and you're beginning to gather resources. And in that, you're gathering capital. Things are sponsored with capital. You don't have the luxury of coming back from work and sleeping and hoping that tomorrow you own a school. No, it doesn't work that way. You come back, you sleep, you're so tired. Then you're not yet fit to be that entrepreneur that you think you are. Guess what? Entrepreneurs are hard workers. So you have people saying that, I, I, I don't see myself working for somebody. Do you see yourself going hungry? Do you see yourself using the same skirt or the same pants? Always. And by pants, I mean trousers, my African people. Using the same things and not changing them all through. Do you see yourself doing that? Do you see yourself being reduced to a beggar? That's the life you're calling yourself into. So before you can set up your own work, feel free to work for anybody. But work for people where you don't get complacent. That's why you have to have yours in sight, in your periphery, where you keep hustling. Yeah, that's Nigeria. Where you keep moving, the hustle gets very real and gets very intentional on a daily basis. You show up and the commitment has to be double because I have to work here and yes, I have to work here and do my very best to showcase the excellence that I claim to have so that even tomorrow, even I get even referrals from the school themselves okay this place is too far for you okay we have a particular staff of ours that has now opened the school she's very good so you need to first showcase excellence where you're working and hoping to develop yours the worst staff in the school will not be this person i'll refer you were the worst person you were part of the reason why we kept on reshuffling teachers with you you just cannot function and then you go and open a school and you expect referral from me no it's not possible if you're a terrible teacher, naturally you should be a worse administrator because it needs more work. You think if you cannot serve properly, you can own? The question God asked Moses is, what do you have in your hands? And so the question I ask us all, are you still holding on to that flawed concept or perspective of rest that you're not willing to make one naira become two naira? You're not willing to make one dollar to become two dollars? And you're claiming to be an entrepreneur or you're that person who is not willing to while working still be running a course online that will uh, improve me and get me to a managerial position. You're that person who is just redundant from the you left school. The moment you left school, school left you. You're not improving on yourself. You're not running courses. You're not moving further in your education. You're just doing nothing. You're just nothing. And you're hoping to live. A, oh, God life in the way you expect you wish if only you could go for vacation you've not reached there but before you get to the place of vacationing please work before you get to the place where you are fit to 
actually leave what you're doing and go and rest somewhere and the, the system does not suffer and it does not crash in your absence. Now, that is a place of rest. You've walked yourself to the place of rest where whether I am there or not, the system is still running and my bank account is still growing, which gives you opportunity. And when you've rested, guess what? What are you doing? You're opening new frontiers. You're pioneering new things and you're able to have pet projects that eventually grow to become something really big and really good. I met a few people of, of late that have spurred this concept of a productivity in my mind. It's like I spend my whole day looking for doing one thing or the other for you to come and come with entitlement to my resources, entitlement to my hard-earned money. And all you've been doing is sleeping in the room. Or all you've been doing is feeling you have a level to maintain. But I did not have a level to go out and get to work and do anything and anything to become anything and to make sure that I fuel my own dreams. But you're trusting God that I will gather enough money to come and give you to sponsor your dreams? No, hell no. I don't know. That's how I feel. And it's, it's very strong on my mind. And I just felt like talking about it today. And I hope to God that you can relate. Somebody out there can relate to what I'm saying today that though we should not be enabling that flawed concept of rest, that entitlement mentality, but rather push people with tough love to get to work, wake them up, have those conversations that are not very polite, say the truth to one another, speak your truth and live in your truth. I don't know. I don't know. That's well, that's all I have to say today. Get back to me with your feedback on people that you've met like that, or if it's you and it ha suddenly woke you up from all those kind of flawed mentalities and perspectives, please let us know. Hit us up on our social media platforms on Instagram and on Facebook. Please, we would love to hear from you. At what point did you realize that enough was enough and you needed to do more so that you can become all that you need to reach your full potential? Please hit us up. We'll be waiting. And that will be bye for now. Oh,